Hello and welcome to Pediapod for October 2018. This month, a qualitative assessment of paediatricians' experiences of a paediatric telemedicine service. Telemedicine is common and is estimated to be used in 25% of patient-doctor interactions. It has benefits, including patients not having to travel and being seen by healthcare professionals when community clinics are closed. But it's considered a high-stress clinical activity and involves decision-making under conditions of uncertainty and urgency. Moti Haimi is a paediatrician and hemato-oncologist at the Klalit Health Services in Israel. He and his team conducted a qualitative assessment of a paediatric telemedicine service operating in Israel in order to assess challenges according to the physicians themselves. They have discovered seven main themes, including specific challenges and difficulties, and highlight ways to improve these services. It allows patients to have contact to healthcare professionals from a distance, without the need to travel from place to place. It is something that is considered new over the last years, but it's, it has many advantages. One of the possible uh, ways to, to make telemedicine is telephone consultation. There are many other ways, like using the internet, but telephone consultation mainly serves as, as a triage in which the medical urgency uh, is determined and the uh, appropriate uh, treatment recommendations are, are made. Many countries, the telephone contact is uh, performed by, by nurses, but over the last years, some countries have also developed telemedicine that may be used by pediatricians. This isn't just happening in Israel, this is happening around the world, is it? I'm not sure that it's in every place, because in pediatrics, ordinary physicians were traditionally advised to, to avoid non-medical uh, influences when making clinical decisions and rely basically on evidential data. So it's considered very new and risky. Telemedicine in general doesn't correspond to the traditional way of uh, physicians thinking. In pediatrics, we should remember that the patients are children. So in addition to the difficulties assessing the, the patient's situation from a distance, the patient can't accurately express their symptoms, making it more difficult to get uh, an accurate diagnosis. So in pediatrics, it's much less common than in um, many other fields, but it is starting to enter all kinds of places. In Israel, it's very successful. So the parents are satisfied and you can see the obvious advantage of, especially in the context of sort of triaging, what has been the experience of actual paediatricians? That's what we're here to talk about today. That's why we, we made the study because I personally am very practicing telemedicine. So I'm a manager of a children's forum at the Klalit site. I'm teaching medical students about telemedicine in, in Technion Faculty of Medicine. I'm researching this subject. So I, I'm very involved in this area. But, and I wanted to, to know how the, the physicians themselves feel about practicing telemedicine. Tell me how you went about finding out then what paediatricians in Israel thought of, of this practice. We used a semi-structured qualitative study methodology. We selected 15 physicians that were among all the, the physicians that works in this telemedicine service during the last five years. 15 physicians that were eventually interviewed. We identified the, the themes from their responses and, and analyzed it uh, thematically. We selected physicians that are from different ages, Males and females, 
various religions, Jewish, Muslims, and Christians, uh, living in various districts of uh, residency in the north of the country, in the center, in the south, various places of birth, various places of medical school studies. So we, we wanted the different experience in, in pediatrics and in telemedicine. So you got this nice mixture of, of different clinicians and then you presumably asked them kind of open-ended questions and you must have had quite a lot of written responses to some of your questions. How do you then boil that down into some um, salient points into a sort of, and what were they? You're correct. We use the open questions like, please tell me about your job at Pediatrician Online Service, in particular your, your experience, impression, difficulties, challenges. Uh, are there any special difficulties or concerns during the shift? I wrote and uh, recorded the, uh, every interview, and then I analyzed it uh, thematically. And uh, then we agreed about the, the main themes, and uh, that's, that's how I, we, get the, we get to the seven main themes. Presumably, being far away from the patient and not being able to see them was a big one. Yes, the main theme was diagnosing from a distance, because... Many of the physicians, most of them actually, said they had concerns relating to making their remote diagnosis with, without being able to, to physically examine the child. They had fear that they will fail to assess the severity of the patient or make a misdiagnosis. This is the main theme. Another theme is where the patients are unfamiliar to the doctors. It's not their private patients. They don't know the patient, they don't know the, the parents. They don't know how much uh, the parents will comply with the recommendation. Some of the doctors express that they fear that they are working alone uh, without uh, being able to share their thoughts or hesitations with their colleagues. It must be quite panicking to be a doctor on the end of um, the telephone when you get into a real kind of emergency situation. I don't know if panicking, but it's very, very difficult and very stressful. Most of the doctors said that there is an urgency. We should remember that frequently it deals with urgent cases, at least from the perspectives of the parents. But many doctors said that there was a stressful atmosphere from the call center operators that transferred the calls. Another difficulty was the technological difficulties. Many doctors said that the system being used were too complex and there was a potential for malfunction. The video chat was not so useful because of the low camera resolution. Did anyone in your survey just say telemedicine's great, there's nothing wrong with it? You know, are, are there people out there, are there clinicians who are very well suited to this style of working? Some doctors said it, it is good, very good for the patient, but many doctors said it has many difficulties. Some of the doctors even said that there was a moral conflict between the will to give a good service to the parents and maintain a proper medicine, because sometimes the parents asked for a, an ER referral when there was no need. Some participants reported the mixed or negative reaction to their experience. But uh, most of the doctors said that despite these difficulties, they had positive experiences and still felt that they are able to take a good assessment and to make appropriate decisions. What's your key message then? You know, presumably you're not saying we should stop telemedicine altogether. So, you know, what are the what are the kind of practical tips that you and your colleagues have, you know, hit upon from this study? The conclusion was that 
telemedicine had many advantages, like uh, for the patients, it, there are many benefits, including increased availability of medical services, shorter waiting time, better physician accessibility, reduced costs and travel time, improved satisfaction. But we should remember that these settings involve decision-making under conditions of uh, uncertainty and uh, urgency. Uh, and the, the physicians working in this uh, telemedicine settings face various risks, difficulties and challenges. The doctors working in this pediatric service should have special qualities and skills beyond the ordinary skills required from the standard physicians. Can you give me some examples of the special skills that would be required of you? They should have experience in telemedicine. They should uh, learn to rely not only the medical information alone, because the medical information in telemedicine setting is not complete. So they should rely also on non-medical factors like the parents' voice, how much they are scared, how much they are stressed, the time until the communities will be open. For example, in, in the weekends, if it's on Friday, it's, it's a long time till the opening time of the clinics. There are many factors that are non-medical that sh- should be considered. This is the most important uh, message that I, I learned from the study. That was Dr. Moti Haimi from the Klalit Health Services in Israel. And that's all we have time for. Join us again next month for another edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening.